Blue South is a Southern-born podcast looking to address today's politically charged world and the importance of inclusion, redefining the establishment, and true equality for all. I'm Megan. I'm Adele. Together, we We are are Blue Blue South. South. And welcome back. It's been a while. Are you still there? We decided to get together and podcast prior to the election coming up on November 6th because we feel like it's important to remind you guys about who your Democratic candidates are and what amendments you need to be educated on before you go to the polls on the 6th because the wording on ballots will be very tricky. So it's imperative that you read up on everything that we're going to be voting on. So let's go ahead and go down the 2018 Democratic candidates list. For starters, we have Walt Maddox running for governor, and he'll be running against Kay Ivey. I feel like this is one race that we really need to be concerned about. Obviously, you know, every candidate we want to get into office, but I feel like that would be a really big one that we could do a lot of change in Alabama with who the governor is. Lieutenant Governor Will Boyd is running on the Democratic side. Attorney General Joe Siegelman is running. Chief Justice Bob Vance is running. Supreme Court Justice Donna Donna Smalley, sorry. Um, Secretary of State Heather Milam. State Auditor Miranda Joseph. And for Public Service Commission, place one and place two, we have Cara McClure and Carrie Powell. Adele and I have gone to quite a few town halls, meetings, get-togethers at coffee shops, barbecues, you name it. And we've met quite a few of these people here. Uh, We've also met people who aren't listed on the handout that I just read all those candidates off of. We are currently in Congressional District 2 right now, so another representative that we have to throw out there is Tabitha Eisner. She is running for the House of Representatives in our district. So that's someone that you should consider if you're in District 2 and you're going to vote on the 6th, which you should be voting on the 6th if you're a registered voter, because if you are registered and you're not voting, you're just a piece of shit. So. (laughs) And Um, we're back. Because these <laughs> these elections really matter. Your votes really matter here. And I know it's so easy to get dismayed and you just feel let down all the time. I know I do, but this is when it really matters. I don't care if you're feeling lazy or if you're sick or even if you're in the hospital. Find a way to get to the polls. Call people who have cars if you don't have a ride. Get them to take you to the polls. I will look up some information to give you with regard to what you can do if you have a problem at your polling place. A lot of times people who work at the ACLU or for the SPLC, they will have people on standby during election days to handle your legal problems or any pushback that you get from poll workers, especially in rural Alabama counties that tend to be super Republican. They try to suppress voters any way they can. So They try to suppress (laughs) voters? I know. Unheard of around here. This is why your vote matters because they're 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 not faceless. All right, um, there is a group of people um, that are trying to suppress your vote, so that's why it's important to educate yourself on the topics, educate yourself on the candidates, and go out to vote. Yeah, and it's so easy to get caught up in your anger and rage, but make sure you turn it into productivity. And our most, you know, the upcoming. I guess, outlet for your productivity would be to vote. And you still have a week, so you can get out and you can knock on doors. You can, you know, phone bank for people. You can text people nowadays. You don't even have to talk to people on the phone if you don't like hearing other people's voices. 
you can text them and talk to them about the candidate that you're representing or working on behalf of. Share share um, campaign issues from campaign pages on Facebook with your friends and family. Have those tough conversations at the dinner table. And even after the election, if some of the results turn out don't turn out the way we want them to, make sure that when Thanksgiving and Christmas and um, Hanukkah and whatever roll around, like make sure that you are having those difficult conversations with people in your families and people who are your friends who are oppressive to other members of our our communities because that's where change that is where change starts not like just with local elections but with us being able to stand up and say nope that's wrong um and you don't have to be like me you don't have to like call anybody a piece of shit but you can be much <laughs> well, nicer I mean, you can. I yeah. and but I would support your that. family. Yeah, um, you have to. You have to eat with them. I don't. To pig, to piggyback on what you said, your circle of influence. So you know, it, it's it would be wonderful to paint a broad brush and you know just magically make everyone democratic. But you have a circle of influence, and by talking about these issues, by talking about the candidates and why things are important to you, people can be influenced just by your passion alone. Yeah. And make them stop to think, you know, hey, that is jacked up or, you know, she's right about this or I've never thought about that. It doesn't always have to be, you know, I'm going to I'm going to register to vote tomorrow and I'm going to go knocking on all these doors. That's great, too. But getting your voice out there and also lifting up voices around you um, so that your your circle of influence grows. And also just remembering to which I know is so so fucking hard to give the people in your lives who don't fall on the same issues as you do you know on the same side to give them time to speak and like preach their opinions because even if you don't agree with them in their minds they're valid they might be statistically economically morally wrong but um that's how they feel and so the first part of bridging this gap is to listen to one another which i know is like something that I'm guilty of not doing all the time. A lot of times when people start talking and they don't immediately agree with my opinion, I've had issues where I'm just like, I shut this person out and that is that is not conducive to change. So we have got to be better about being able to disagree with people and then show them in a productive way why we disagree and what we can do to be better together. So a real life example of what you just brought up and I'm going to... I'm just going to lay out my shit, okay? And you guys, uh, let me know. Your dad, your father-in-law? Yes. (laughs) Um, So I I was in Seattle for a week, and, you know, Seattle, blue, 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 these are my people. Who's that? And had a conversation with a woman, and, okay, I I practice veganism. I don't push it on people. Um, There is a lot of bad information, but I try to... Again, work with my, my circle of influence by staying true to my beliefs, not pushing people away, but in trying to encourage them to ask questions. And this particular conversation kind of came about as more of like a de- defense. You know, I was having to defend my position. And so to relate to this woman, I tried to relate to her through feminism. And so I said to her, and I pretty much like set myself up for failure when I did this was like, well, you would consider yourself a feminist, right? And like when I said that, like 
that would be like, Meg, you breathe air, right? Like, yeah. I'm not <laughs> expecting her to say anything different. Um, and she was like, no. And like, I just... <laughs> and it's so hard when people, you ask questions like that and they answer you the way you don't want to because it's like, am I the idiot? Like, <laughs> I was just like, someone restart my heart. Like, why, why would you not be a feminist? I don't understand. I still don't understand. But I, it, it was so side, like, I didn't even see it coming. And my husband used, like, the burst of my bubble. Like, I surround myself with the same people. But I don't, I don't think that's true. I, echo I try chamber. To, I try to reach out to different, different points of view and different people, having those conversations. But knowing that they can get so heated, sometimes I do sometimes, you know, back off from, like, the confrontational side of that. And I'm just going to vouch for you for a second because you're one of the only people in my friendship circle who actually does put yourself in circles of other people who absolutely do not believe the same things as us. You are constantly with old white men <laughs> talking about shit that means I nothing don't. to us. <laughs> so um, you do not have an echo chamber, Adele. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. But uh, – but this the the point is I didn't I did not see her saying no she wasn't a feminist and I I really enjoyed your answer was every woman with a vagina needs to be a feminist and every guy with a dick needs to be one too and <laughs> Joey liked that too I can see that <laughs> well like I feel like people just get caught up in the really people get caught up in what they think like feminism is and like at its very most basic definition it's just equality for like all sexes men women um trans people whatever like it is literally just equality for all of us and i don't understand i don't understand how i also hear people in you know if they don't say they're not a feminist they'll say things like well i i have a little feminist but it's almost like you're ashamed of it like you're ashamed to be a feminist it's because we're just associated as being like People who don't shave our legs and hate men and like. Hey, look. Sometimes I don't shave yeah, my like, legs, and if but you I don't, wear pants those days for the most part. If you don't shave your legs, who fucking cares? If yeah. you do shave your legs, who fucking cares? I like, am too busy for body hair sometimes. That's just the uh, long and short of it. It's just crazy, like how much we focus on things that we think are associated with what a label means instead of just focusing on the meaning of the movement. But I mean, that's obviously just like a distraction technique. And, and why it gets a bad rap, I've, I've said, you know, for many years, because I've been a feminist for many years, is that being a feminist isn't anti-man. It's just pro-woman. Yeah. And that is, you know, that is the long and the short of it. My husband thinks, seems to think that I'm some, you know, exception to this rule, but I don't. Like, in my heart of hearts, I do not believe that that is true. Do I do mean? not feel... Like an exception to what rule? Like that m- the majority of feminists don't feel the way that I do. And I don't believe that. I do not believe that. I do not think that that the majority of women who consider themselves feminists are like anti-man or, or, you know, smash the... We say smash the patriarch, but it's not like literally we're going to go around and like beat up men or shame them for being men. No, no one is doing that. And, you know, I, I like have seen a lot of good memes about things like Basically, like, the men who need to be, like, plotted for their efforts are the ones that you should worry about. Because, like, you could say you hate men, 
But if you're a good guy and you know at the core of your like being you you are in it for everybody, then you're not one of those people that other people hate. Like you're not a shitty person, you're not a shitty ally. Like you don't have to be like lauded. I don't understand why people don't get that either. Part of the problem is that people don't <laughs> I'm going to quote a guy from work. Um he says and I think he got it from somewhere else. But anyways, I think of him when I think of this, is that we listen to respond instead of listening to understand. Yeah. I feel like that's true for people like us, too. Like, I know, at least with, like, Christian people, I have to catch myself sometimes thinking, okay, not all Christians are fucking annoying and out to make sure that the only people that have rights in this country are white men. Like, I have to constantly remind myself of that. That's pretty specific. Because... I mean, come on. That's what it feels like sometimes. Like, but I have to remind myself that like there are people, I mean, people I know personally and like love and cherish that they believe in God and I have to remember like those are good Christians. Those are people who Jesus I think would actually like support nowadays. Well, I mean, whether you believe in God or not, I always look at it as cuz they always tell you not to judge. Yeah. So I go to church you might not go to church, but I'm not going to judge you for that. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's and I shouldn't really judge on, you either. And that's really on you. I mean, that's it's your decision. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's what you believe. It could be how you were brought up. I I don't know the situation, and without understanding it, you'll never know the situation. Yeah. So I think a lot of times we will jump to conclusions, and people that don't go to church, they're not evil. You know what my mom used to tell me. Books anyway. Some of the most corrupt people I knew growing up went to private Catholic schools and religious religious schools, and I was just like, "Are some of the most um, missing some major lessons here?" Some of the most shitty people I knew from high school were like daughters, sons of preachers, prominent church members in the community, and but um, but my mom used to tell me like. Your mom's probably used to tell you this too, but when you assume, you make an ass out of <laughs> you and me. Yeah. So we should all just stop assuming. And I feel like when it comes to feminism, when it comes to religion, when it comes to abortion, gun control, you could literally put any topic in this sentence. We all just need to do a better job of educating ourselves and stop assuming either side, which I will say is hard for me to say still out loud because... In the back of my mind, I'm still like, well, there is one side that is better and makes more sense logically. But real quick before I leave, <laughs> I want to talk about the amendments with you guys. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because we have, I think, four amendments that we're voting on. Um, one of them is super important to me, but all of them are important in general. Amendment one is basically... If you vote yes, you're voting to display the Ten Commandments on state property. Um, If you vote no, you're a good person. And you don't think that our state should just be a 24-7 church. Um, I don't even understand why that's a fucking, like, thing. Why is that a bill that, like, we're paying people to, like, put together? Like, it's... Is Christianity really, like, that threatened nowadays? Because I don't feel like it is because I don't ever feel like I can be my 100% true self outside of this podcast in my own home and, like, my circle of friends. I feel like 
everywhere I go, there is something religious. Like, you know, exercise groups. We fucking pray sometimes before or after workouts where there's Bible verses on the fucking workout board. And it's like, how the fuck does this relate to weightlifting? Like, what does this mean for our workout? Or you go to a fucking restaurant, there's Bible verses everywhere. And I'm not even saying that I'm, I'm mine so much as I know that if I were to put, I wouldn't, but if I did want to put something up from the satanic table, temple, how, how much resistance do you think I would face? So much. What People would be so angry. Take those verses and write them in Arabic. There you and go. And then hang on and see the reactions. I, like, put them on my shirt. Ooh. That's trickery. But. Of the best kind. I just feel like, why, A, why is this an amendment that we're voting on? This seems like a huge fucking waste of time. Um, And I guess, you know, people are passionate about it because these are their lives and those are their beliefs. But I just don't understand how, how clouded you could be if you really think that there's a war on Christianity. You know? So, vote no on Amendment 1. Um, well, I shouldn't tell you what to do, but you're an idiot if you vote yes. Um, amendment number 2. We're trying to bring people in. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I, just wanna... I was just kidding about the idiot <laughs> comment. Um, amendment 2 is one that's super important to me. It's basically vote no on Amendment 2 because if you vote yes, Alabama is going to do everything it can to reverse what Roe v. Wade implicates for this state. It won't matter that we have, you know, a federal Supreme Court decision dictating what we can do. All that will matter is that abortion will basically be outlawed in every sense. You know, no exceptions left for rape, incest, or medical necessity. Like, it will be completely illegal to have an abortion in the state of Alabama. Um... And you can be personally pro-life. That's fine. I, I, myself, I don't know if I could get an abortion. Like, I might feel one way about it. Um, but it doesn't matter, like, how I feel. Because I know that if women can't get safe legal abortions, they're going to resort to unsafe abortions, which could not only cost the life of the fetus, but the mother as well. So that's double the cost, what we're losing, if we just make you know keep abortion legal like and at the end of the day also it's just if it if you're not a fucking woman and you're not carrying a child like it doesn't matter you know what you think and i think that's what makes me so angry about it here because this decision is being dictated by majority men like coming up with these bills and saying like we still need to keep fighting for the right to life and like negating things like science um, because a fetus isn't actually considered a child until it's born. Um, and then that motherfucker would get a better get a job and start providing because don't expect any handouts. Yeah. And, you know, that was another thing that Paul Lee brought up, um, that he had a personal story about somebody he knows that either had an adoption or got an adoption. I don't know. But basically that if that person hadn't decided to look into something else other than abortion, that child wouldn't have been here. And like, I get that. Like nobody likes the idea of aborting a fetus or a baby, whatever. Like nobody likes that idea. It's not an easy decision, but your personal beliefs and like a personal experience you've had with adoption or whatever, like it doesn't matter because not everybody's 
experience is your experience. So I will stop ranting about that for now. Just vote no on Amendment 2. Amendment 3. Um, And I'll admit, I don't know a whole lot about Amendment 3. So the yes vote supports amending the state constitution to make the following changes of the membership of the Board of Trustees for the University of Alabama. One is to remove remove the superintendent of education from the board, establish that for the purpose of the districts of the Board of Trustees, trustees membership, the congressional districts in use as of January 1st, 2018, would be used and remove the constitutional provisions established um, the age limit of 70 for members of the board. A no vote opposes amending the state constitution to make changes to the membership of the of the board of trustees for the University of Alabama. So I guess what this is saying is it would increase the it would increase the age of the trustees. Yeah, so, so yeah. you know because they're living longer, which yeah, I'm good. I've I've read enough. Well, how is that not discrimination against age? I don't even necessarily we had, think we had that like, amendment, I think, two years or so four years ago. Yeah. About even having people in Alabama serve at, to a certain age. I wouldn't even care, like, about their age. I would just want, like, a rotation in place. I would want new people coming in with fresh ideas to support, like, you know, education goals that will better everyone. Like... I, to, for me, it's not even the age. It's just like, but I know that they're placing that age limit, not limit, whatever, for the sake of keeping the same people in. Yes. So that's what bothers me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the way it's written, it almost seems like that. Like, if they have someone sitting on the board right now. That they need that to keep they around. they want to keep around. Yeah. And then the last amendment is Amendment 4. So the Alabama Legislative um, Vacancies Amendment... Amendment 4 is on the ballot in Alabama and is legislatively referred constitutional amendment. A yes vote supports amending the state constitution to establish the following. If a vacancy in the state Senate or House occurred on or after October 1st of the year before the regular election, the seat would remain vacant until the next regular election. And vacancies would be filled without an election if only one candidate is running for the vacant seat. A no opposes amending the state constitution with regard to filling legislative vacancies, leaving existing law in place requiring a special election to fill any vacancies. I think you should have a special election there, because otherwise the governor's going to appoint whoever they want. It seems only fair just to have a special election as opposed to... I don't know if I would trust who she picks. But even, even still, like, if we have a good governor and they, you know, suggest or you know, throw a name out there, I feel like people would, there would be fuel behind that based on people's wants and desires, not just, hey, I'm out the door. Uh, Joey, why don't you fill in this spot, (laughs) you know, real quick. Yeah. You know, these these rules and laws are set in for a reason. The only thing that um, I wanted to say before, and if this starts another discussion, um, I'm fine with that is, um, I know that we're all products of a capitalist society, but if we could just for one moment stop to consider the possibility of a society where we say we more than me, that a society that p- supports its disenfranchised as a collective um, would then thrive. You know, a lot of these people running for office, um, these amendments, 
They're not to better all of us. They're to put majority people in power into positions where they won't be opposed. Their agenda is still out there. We've, we've got qualified candidates running on the Democratic side. We have these four amendments to consider with the election coming up. But just as a whole, you know, where do we go from here? Not letting the right distract us with, and I, I don't like saying lies because it makes it sound like I'm just saying these things because these people are in opposition. Well, I won't say lies either, but I don't know if it is it better just to leave it blank if you don't trust them. In a post-Trump world, I'm going to say no. Meg and I had this conversation and, you know, at first I was very, this wasn't, you know, this wasn't the candidate I chose. I'd rather have a, a bad, you know, Republican in office than a bad Democrat. But I think that that is selfish of me and doesn't support the movement as a whole. So I do reconsider that option. You know, and if anything, I think that just gives you more fire to hold, you know, if they if they do become an elected officials to hold their feet to the fire more because they are in your party. Well, guys, um, election is single digits away. Um, I hope you get out there and vote. I hope you bring a friend to get out and vote. If you're not registered, please Please get registered for next election. Your vote does matter. Canvas, phone bank, do all of those things. There are resources. Um, vote Save America being one of them. And um, until next time, if you don't like who's in office, vote them out. Willie Nelson. Take it away, Willie. gun we've got is called the ballot box so if you don't like who's in there vote them out